Hello everyone, welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast, produced by the Magnolia Healing Center. I'm your host, Yitz Epstein. In this podcast, we will be delving into topics related to narcissistic abuse, codependency, childhood wounds, childhood trauma, mental illness, and all things narcissism. The purpose of this podcast is to bring widespread awareness and healing to the global epidemic of narcissism and codependency. It is my hopes that with this podcast, we can collectively create an environment of health and healing for you, the individual, and for the world at large. Let's begin. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. Today, we're going to be discussing narcissistic siblings. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about some of the pitfalls that exist when dealing with narcissistic siblings. And we're also going to talk about how to navigate this terrain, which could be one of the most tricky ones. So if you were raised in a narcissistic home, there is a high chance that there will be siblings who are narcissistic. Uh, This is understandable for the simple reason that children usually emulate their superiors. So if you're not narcissistic being raised in a narcissistic home and a narcissistic family dynamic, uh, it's safe to say that you are the exception. So when dealing with narcissistic siblings, it can be extremely difficult because we have the desire to maintain relationships, bonds with people who are close to us, with our family of origin. Uh, In addition, because we are connected to our siblings, our family unit, family of origin unit, uh, in a sense, it's a social construct. And we will most usually feel pressure from within uh, and from without, from society to maintain its status. So even if it's not necessarily beneficial or healthy, there will be that pressure there. And, And finally, you know, we love our family. They're some of the deepest and closest and long-term relationships. So we will go to great lengths to continue that relationship and to continue that connection, even if if it is hurting us, even if it's destructive in nature. So there are several different things to keep in mind when you are dealing with siblings who are narcissistic. Firstly, the the narcissistic siblings, so all all the members of a narcissistic family dynamic are part of a system, they're they're a product of a family that was set up and designed by parental figures. So narcissistic siblings will often retaliate towards a sibling in a way that is punishing, that is hurtful, and retaliating against them for what they didn't get from the parent who set up the system. So a narcissistic sibling who's doing this is is not aware of this system that was set up by the family of origin. And from their smaller perspective, from their limited insight, they are thinking that, okay, well, there's enough needs to go around. And the reason that my needs didn't get met is because of whoever got it, usually the golden child, right? There were, but the, the truth of the matter is, is that this is almost a rigged system and there never was enough resources and emotional nutrients to go around, specifically unconditional love and safety, right? So when that happens, the, the narcissist narcissistic sibling is going to start hating on, demeaning, and attacking a sibling out of just jealousy. But in reality, it's just a lack of awareness and ability to see the family system for what it is that they were raised in and how it set up that sibling rivalry. Next, if we were raised in a toxic home, a narcissistic home, we may assume that, okay, when we grow up and mature, we're going to see things from what they are, right? A more mature perspective. And uh, ultimately, we'll see the abuse, the toxicity, especially if we're starting to wake up to it. And that ultimately, our siblings will outgrow the, the family of origin, their role they played in childhood. Now, unfortunately, without doing the work, without waking up to the truth of this, which which is a choice. Uh, without doing so and, and becoming aware of the role played in childhood and how the family was in fact narcissistic and how it was set up for failure, we're not going to be able to see how the dysfunctional relationship patterns uh, are stemming from an unconscious programming that really drives every single decision made in adulthood. So narcissistic siblings, it really isn't personal as much as it seems so. You know, obviously they're attacking you and it is hurtful uh, whenever a, a, a narcissist or a narcissistic abuser attacks you. Uh, 
as, as hurtful as it is, it's really not personal because in reality, what's going on, it's, it's an attempt to balance and imbalance inwardly of a, a power dynamics where they ultimately were not, uh, were not able to express themselves, they're not able to get their needs met, and then ultimately by dominating a sibling and controlling the sibling who seemed to have had their needs met, uh, let's say, like I mentioned, being the golden child or being the, the chosen one of the family, then, then that's going to sort of balance it, right? So the deep unhealed wounds and then the subsequent acting out uh, on the narcissistic uh, sibling side, it doesn't end in adulthood because without taking responsibility for our unconscious programming, we're going to be influenced and you can argue we're going to be ruled or even controlled by our childhood programmings, beliefs, roles, unmet needs, our false self, and uh, ultimately they are residing, like I mentioned, from the subconscious mind and that's much more powerful than the conscious mind. So in many instances, a specific sibling is going to be groomed to take over for the narcissistic parent. They're going to be sort of the, the golden child. They're going to be the one chosen to be narcissistic, and they're usually going to be close, tight-knit with the narcissistic parent, and they're going to be the one to, to do their bidding. Uh, they may just take over where the narcissistic parent left off and continue the abuse on the family unit just like the parent did. Uh, this may become more intense. They might up the abuse, uh, for instance, after the parent is, let's say, no longer in the picture. So how do we deal with a, a sibling who's, who's narcissistic? So it's important first to understand that you're in a system, like I mentioned, and in that system, you were made to play a role, and that role uh, was, was became your most personality, right? It became second nature, and you were also downloaded with false beliefs, with, uh, with, way, with relationship patterns that were maladaptive, and uh, ultimately, you learned certain ways how to meet your needs that were not necessarily uh, true and, and healthy. So it's so important to take yourself out of that system. Uh, you can't fight the system. If you try to fight back against the narcissistic family dynamic or against the sibling, then ultimately it's not going to change anything because that's just the system. That's the way the system was set up. So you can't fight the system. The only thing you really can do is to see your role in it and then take yourself out of that role and go on a healing journey and really find out who you are outside of that system. So a healing journey would help you let go of these roles, sort of shed layers uh, of programs that were given to you in the sub that were in that are residing in the subconscious mind, shed those layers so you can really find out who you are. So you are no longer dependent on a family system, even in adulthood. You can really find out the authentic you uh, outside of that system, and you're no longer uh, pressured, and you no longer have to buy into that very same system that is that is hurting you. Now, when you do walk away from a family system that's exploitive, that you're being mistreated, that you're being abused, let's say it's the parent or it's the sibling, this is going to be very difficult because whenever you leave a system, you, you shake up the, the homeostasis, right? So Whenever that happens, there's always the the attacks, right? The flying monkeys and and the and the and the, the narcissistic sibling, right? The one who is chosen by the parent is probably going to be the one to do the bidding to pull you back in. And because all the family members have very similar wounds and you've been around each other for so long, they're probably going to know exactly what to say and how to say it to trigger you to ultimately, like any narcissist will try to do, to, to activate your wounds, to to get you emotionally dysregulated, and to bully you to 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 hoover you back into the dynamics. So my advice in that instance is to just continue to focus on yourself. Do what you can to, uh, to if you do get triggered, use those triggers for healing, process them. You could even use the, the, the narcissist in that case as, uh, as, as someone to facilitate your healing because ultimately the wounds are going to get activated and when they do, they become more conscious and then you can work with them to heal them. Now, in some instances, in a extremely violent, emotionally violent, or even physical, physically violent, psychologically violent families, you might have to just simply cut the cord and walk away and go no, no contact. And this is this is something very difficult to do. But ultimately, you know, the family unit's poisoned, and now you are now seen as the enemy, and everyone has has 
just agreed that you're the problem, right? Everyone's sort of brainwashed and poisoned by the narcissistic parent or sibling, uh, and ultimately now you're now you're in a sense in danger. So. Unfortunately, what this might mean is that you have to walk away from, let's say, innocent family members or other family members who are not narcissistic, who are ultimately also victims uh, in the exploitive narcissistic uh, family dynamic. So here's a, a rule of thumb that I that I have for myself when it comes to whether you should stay in a relationship or maintain a relationship with a narcissistic sibling, family of origin, or walk away. If you can protect yourself and assure that you are safe and that your boundaries are respected, if you are still able to, let's say, heal and grow and, and live life on your terms, then a relationship is possible and something that ultimately you can you can have in your life, as I see it. If not, uh, if you are being attacked to the point where your mental health is being affected and you, you simply don't feel safe, I believe there's a responsibility to assure that we are surrounded by safe people who honor you know, respect our authenticity, and then in that case, walking away may be a responsibility, again, as difficult as they, that might be, especially of our family of origin, right? I don't believe that anyone is under the obligation to entertain a relationship if, if, relationship if it is abusive, regardless of who that is, especially, uh, in particular, uh, family of origin. So having to walk away from from family of origin is something that I'm familiar with. I uh, went no contact about six years ago. Uh, this was extremely difficult. It took me years to really accept and uh, make peace with and ultimately uh, grieve. Now, it's one thing to walk away from, let's say, a narcissistic mom or a several of my narcissistic siblings who were doing her bidding. Uh, but what really was difficult for me personally was just walking away from the whole family unit, uh, other members who, who were not necessarily abusive. They were innocent. I got along with them quite well, but they just did not have the ability to stand up to my emotionally bullying, cruel, narcissistic mom. And you know, not all my siblings uh, turned narcissistic, and, and most of them, in fact, did not. Uh, most of them just torn in, turned into doormats and really total slaves as my mom just continued to control them, and, and they did all the bidding, which included coming after me to, to hoover me back in and, and join this very disturbed system that they just didn't necessarily see for what it was, unfortunately. So you may ask the question, okay, how come some siblings turn narcissistic, right? Why do some become abusive and others not in the same family of origin, right? If you're listening to this podcast episode, I, I imagine you're someone who did not turn narcissistic. And uh, ultimately, you're asking that question, which is a question that I had um, for myself. So the simple answer is, is choice, right? For some children being abused, the best chance of survival is to side with the abuser and become uh, ab abusive. It's sort of like if you can't beat them, join them type thing. And, and this serves as the best chance of survival being able to spare from getting abused. And so this was the choice for, for some. And then for others, there's sort of a learned helplessness, a catatonia of sorts where they just become totally taken over by the intensity and the, uh, the emotional bullying parent, right? So rare do you see uh, a child who has the ability to, to make the choices to continue to fight and survive childhood, uh, enduring untold and horrific traumas and being able to hold on to their authenticity, their authentic self, and later on in life, go on a healing journey to take responsibility for the, the wounds and the fragments to become whole and to, uh, to heal. So the way I see it, uh, to finish off here, is that the, the only people who, sh who sh I believe deserve a spot in your life are people who support your growth and your healing. Uh, people that celebrate your success, right? They don't inhibit it. They don't get in the way. They don't uh, create barriers to it. Uh, people that are also growing and ultimately taking responsibility for their wounds and, and in becoming whole, healthy, growing, and loving uh, individuals, people that you can ultimately feel supported by. With people like this in your life, you can assure that you're creating a life that ultimately serves your authenticity, one that's safe, 
one that you feel secure in, one that allows you the optimal ability to grow and create the future and uh, the happy future that you deserve. And again, this can be extremely tough uh, because we may have to let go of people like our family of, family of origin, our, our, our siblings, right? Um, but the way I see it, family isn't necessarily people who we were born into. Uh, it's the people who, who connect with us, the people who respect us, love us unconditionally, honor our authenticity, and celebrate the person that we are becoming. So if you are listening to this episode, you have a narcissistic sibling, I'm very intimately aware of how, how painful that is uh, because ultimately you, you, know, you, you think you're gonna be connected to your family for the rest of your life. These are your closest, your longest relationships and ultimately you have the most experiences with and you wanna hold on that, to that bond. And uh, I can imagine it's difficult to hear this episode, but ultimately, as I mentioned before, you have a responsibility. We all have a responsibility to protect ourselves and to protect the fragility of our humanness and ultimately to be able to create a space where we feel safe and secure and loved ultimately so that we can grow, so that we can heal. So if you are struggling with a narcissistic family dynamic, narcissistic sibling, and you are struggling to navigate that terrain, maybe you're struggling to identify if it's a relationship that you can or want to continue, feel free to reach out to me directly. Be honored to assist you through this process. My email is yetsyitzyamagnoliahealingcenter.com. My phone 818-210-6049. Thank you all so very much for joining me for today's episode. Until next time, all the best.